Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. We'll return to our program in just a moment, but now a word from Bodacious Books. Good morning, ma'am. How may we help you? Beautiful day, isn't it? I wouldn't know. I've been cooped up with Stephen King so long I've forgotten what daylight looks like. Funny, very funny. Is there a particular book you wish to read? I like mysteries. So do I. That's why I'm here. Nothing more mysterious than people's bailiwicks. I never expected such obscenity. Obviously, you've never read Philip Roth. Look, all I want is a book to read on the train. We do carry the full line of Dramamine products. Dramamine publishes books now? Just throwing up a few titles. Uh, here we are. Poetry in Motion, Wyatt Earp on the High Seas, I Am Spewious Yellow, As the World Hurls. Sorry, no. Perhaps Nancy Drew, and then she forgot how. No. The Hardy Boys discover fabric uh, softener. Sounds like a wash. Wa- a wash, good one. May I quote you? Maybe something historic. Unmitigated gall. Why the French have loved Jerry Lewis since 100 B.C. Bodacious books now at the corner of paragraph and pun in the district. And now, back to our show. Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Victor Proct, your humble host and narrator for tonight's schlock treatment, dealing with a Frankenstein of a whole different kind. The artificial kind. Long before Robocop or Terminator, there was the Colossus of New York. Sit back now and relax as we take you back to the future of 1958. Bigor, roll him! The young Dr. Jeremy Spencer, famous scientist and world-renowned humanitarian, makes a triumphant return to his home of New York City with his wife, son, brother, and father after winning the International Peace Prize in Stockholm. A group of photographers and newspaper reporters press round the famous doctor to hear him speak. Uh, A word, Dr. Spencer. Dr. Spencer is a world-famous brain surgeon and anatomist. You have to be proud of your son for carrying on such an amazing family legacy. Oh, yes. Jeremy is a genius in his own right, and whatever discoveries he makes, he will make them for the good of all mankind. What do you intend to do next, Dr. Spencer? I intend to turn my attentions towards... What the do advancement you? of robotics. However, for now, if you'll excuse me, my family and I have a taxi to catch and a vacation to enjoy. As the Spencer family steps outside, a gust of wind catches Billy's toy airplane and blows it out of his hands. Daddy, my airplane! I'll get it, son! Jeremy, look out! That speeding army truck! Ah! 
In the space of time it takes to see a speeding truck and to make horrible grimaces at the camera, the tragic event was over, and the genius humanitarian scientist lay dead in the road without a spot of blood on him. Do you think you can bring to bear all your vast knowledge of the brain and body to save him, Father? He's dead, Henry, but I've seen worse. Let's get him to the basement laboratory underneath our mansion, and I'll see what I can do. For several hours, Jeremy's family paces back and forth in front of the large locked door of the Elder Spencer's laboratory until... Well? He's still dead. I couldn't do anything for him. I'm sorry, Anne. <laughs> Henry, come in here a moment. Uh, what is it, Father? Look into this tank and tell me what you see. <gasps> it's... it's... Jeremy's brain. What do you intend on doing with it? Jeremy's mind still functions. I intend on transplanting his brain into a huge tin robot body that you will construct for him. And then he can continue to bless humanity with his ambiguously disgust humanitarianism. It's evil. I refuse to help you. You will help me. But nobody may know our secret because we're mad scientists and mad scientists always work alone and in secret. Yes, Father. Y you know best. Some time later. That's it. All we have to do is activate the secret lever, and Jeremy should live again. Secret lever, Father? Oh, yes. That way, after he goes on his inevitable psychotic rampage, one of us will be able to deactivate him mere seconds before he kills us. Ah! <sighs> activate! Before their amazed eyes, Dr. Jeremy Spencer sputters to life in the body of a clanking, bald-headed, gap-mouthed robot with two shiny nightlights for eyes. And since the Spencers have a sense of fashion, the Colossus is also outfitted with a wizard's robe and cloak. must continue your humanitarian goodness. You must survive. I cannot see like a man. I cannot feel like a man. I just want to die. But son, you were so close to making vegetables capable of growing in the North Pole climate and thereby producing enough food to feed the entire world forever. You mustn't turn your back on your work now. Oh, very well, but under one condition. Yes, we know that you work alone and in secret. Something else you should be aware of. Since returning to mechanical life, I am now able to hypnotize people simply by flashing the white reflectors in my eyes. And I can also see anybody or anything just by thinking about it. I can also throw my voice to... Uh, wow, that's great, son. Uh, okay, you work on your vegetables, and I'll just slink around the mansion and lift my eyebrows one at a time like I'm having delusional thoughts. Later that night, Henry Spencer finds Anne wandering aimlessly around the mansion and decides that he's waited long enough for her to stop grieving the loss of her husband. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello, Anne. You look, uh, lovely this evening. Oh, hello. 
Thank you, Henry. I've been thinking. I know it's only been two days since Jeremy was run over by that speeding army truck, but we can't mourn forever. We must go on with our lives. What are you trying to say? I'm saying, Anne, that maybe we should take the bra- uh, uh, Billy and the three of us go to Hawaii for a week or two. You and I can, well, you know, c- connect. Oh, Henry, I don't know. Anne, Anne, you may not know it, but you need me. You need me as much as I need you. Oh, Henry, I didn't know how much I yearned for you until you forced that slobbery kiss on me. Yes, Henry, yes, let's be happy together. What's that strange noise? Oh, it's a hideous mechanical monster thingy. Ah! My wife, you took my wife. I'll get you for this hanky-panky, Henry. Your body is dead. and couldn't love a two-ton, that's 3,000 pounds, hunk of bolts that resembles Yule Brenner on acid. Finders keepers, losers weepers. It's too early to kill you just now, but when I have developed an overly elaborate way to eliminate you, watch out, buckaroo, because I am going to kill 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 you. Henry Spencer decides he can live just fine without Anne beside him, and after chucking her on her bed, he packs a few clothes and hightails it for another part of the city. Later the next day, Billy is out in the cemetery, playing like all kids do when... Billy, come over here. Who said that? It's me, your father. You're not my dad. You're some giant robot. Why are you hiding in the bushes? It's me, all right. I just look different from the last time you saw me. I wanted to give you a present because I've missed you. And it's a good technique for establishing me as a somewhat sympathetic character before I do the evil things I'm going to do in a few minutes. Okay, where's the present? Guess. Mm, in that pocket. No! Don't ever touch me there, Billy. You could make me fall down and I'd never get up again. That's my secret off switch. I have to beat over the heads of the audience so they know how I'm going to be stopped on my murderous rampage. What about this pocket? Wow! A glider just like the one you chased out in the street the day you were run over by that speeding army truck. Thanks, dead giant robot guy. Later that night, the Colossus wrecks his family's basement. What in the name of heaven? The world is full of bums who do not appreciate my humanitarian efforts of growing vegetables in the North Pole. For that, all shall suffer. All humanitarians everywhere must die. Uh, Hold that thought, son. Uh, uh, Hello. Uh, Thank God, Henry. Where are you? Yes, well, could you hold on a minute? I'm, I'm having a conversation with Jeremy. Jeremy is just a little bit upset. Is that my brother? Is it? Look into my flashing eyes. 
tell Henry to meet you on the 35th Street Bridge. Now, Henry, meet me on the 35th Street Bridge. Everything will be fine. I have a plan. Everything will be fine. I have a plan. Goodbye. Very well done, Father. Now, heed these instructions. Tomorrow night at precisely 8.30, you will bring yourself Anne and Billy to the United Nations. Do not be late. 8.30, uh, United Nations, don't be late. Little does Henry Spencer realize that even while he smokes a cigarette and waits for his father to arrive, that the mighty Colossus is lumbering around behind an aquarium shoved in front of a camera lens to simulate a walk on the floor of the New York Harbor. No. No. It, it can't be. Die. 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 With one glance of his eye-mounted disruptors, the robot's disintegration ray hits his brother in a cheesy flash of pitiful black-and-white reverse negative not-so-special effects. <laughs> the next evening, Dr. Spencer is overcome by the Colossus's post-hypnotic suggestion, and just as he was instructed to do, he carts his entire family to the U.N. building. At exactly 8.30, pandemonium breaks loose. Die, you pathetic goody-two-shoes! You humanitarian scum, die! All of you die! You don't deserve my North Pole vegetables! pounds his rage on his giant robot dad's metal chest. I can no longer help myself, Billy. You must destroy me. Pull the secret lever, son, before my batteries recharge and I zap some more third-rate extras. Harder, Billy. wrong to steal his brain and try to make him live again. I only did it for the good of humanity, though. I hope he knows that in whatever hell he wakes up in. If the Colossus had been my creation, I don't suppose I would have given him disruptor eyeballs, hypnotic powers, the ability to walk underwater. But then, what do I know? I'm just paid to entertain the public. Come along, Bigor! Until we meet again, we wish you a good evening. And remember, don't build more than you can destroy! Do not adjust your sets. You're tuned to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow on Mutual is Thursday Thrillers, our roundup of action, adventure, mystery, crime drama, and thrillers, of course. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of diverse audio tales. Or... Find the Thursday Thrillers feed in your favorite podcast players. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. Together.